1: Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show comes to you on Monday, August 9th, as your Giants begin a new week of training camp. This will be an interesting week for the Giants. Practice on Monday and Tuesday at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center Wednesday will be the Giants Fan Fest at MetLife Stadium. Be the only time during training camp that Giants fans in New Jersey get an opportunity to see the Giants practice live. As uh, as the, the Giants go into MetLife, they'll practice Wednesday evening. Unfortunately, we know that training camp this year is being held with no fans uh, in attendance at the at the quest uh, Diagnostics Training Center, so Wednesday night should be a lot of fun. media will be in the press box fans will be in the stands if you uh, if you haven't already secured your free tickets uh, for that event, I believe you're out of luck at this point as it's my understanding that that all of the available tickets uh, through the Giants for that game have already been allotted, so I'm really, really curious to see how many people show up, what the atmosphere looks like in the parking lot, whether it's a tailgate kind of a kind of a festivity. I imagine it might be since practice begins at six o'clock. Should be a, should be a really fun evening. I'm expecting to see the Giants in full pads on Wednesday night. Hopefully, they'll put on a good show. For the fan base, It'll be the first time, except for the closed to the public practice that the Giants did at a local high school earlier in training camp. This will be the first time that they've been in front of fans, and this will be the first time that they've they've practiced in front of fans, in front of uh, of fans that where it wasn't a closed audience. So. This this should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure Giants players and coaches are looking forward to it as well. Then uh, practice Thursday, day off on Friday, and then the preseason begins on Saturday, be the first football game since 2019 that the Giants have played in where fans will be allowed in MetLife Stadium. So I'm curious to see how many fans attend the game. I'm curious to see what the atmosphere will be. It'll be good. I mean, it's just a preseason game, although it is the Jets. Not that big of a deal, really, who the opponent is. But it'll be interesting to see what the atmosphere is. It'll be nice to cover a football game once again with fans in the building. So, you know, and the start of the preseason, obviously, is another step toward the beginning of the 2021 NFL season after this week, the Giants will head to Cleveland for a couple of joint practices in Ohio with uh, with the Cleveland Browns before their preseason game against the Browns. Then they will practice in New England for a couple of days the following week as they get ready to face the New England Patriots in the preseason finale. So this particular week will be the last time that with the exception of maybe one or two days in between travel to Cleveland and and New England, where it'll be the, uh, the last time for a while that we actually see a whole lot of the Giants here in New Jersey. So Big Blue View will be out there this week as much as we can. I'll be out there on Monday, as I said. I'll be out there again on Wednesday for the Fan Fest and perhaps on Thursday as well. Um, I think the the Giants have, have done me a favor by by having Friday off since Friday is my birthday. Happy birthday to me! So I don't have to uh, make the choice between uh, working on my birthday or or having some time off to spend with the family. So I'll be I'll be uh, spending some time with the family on Friday, but I'll be at the game on Saturday. All right, Giants fans! You know one of the, the, uh, the great things. Over the past couple of weeks is that we've been able to talk to a lot of players, a lot of coaches, position coaches, coordinators. We get access to Joe Judge you know on, on a pretty much daily basis. What I would really like to do for you uh, over the next few minutes is play, you know, some of my favorite clips from the first couple of, of weeks of Giants camp, and those clips sort of coincide with with many of the issues going on with the Giants right now. Those of you who read Big Blue, you know that on Sunday, I did a big piece on first-year offensive line coach Rob Sale, who has a critical job this year trying to mold an offensive line that struggled a year ago, that has really struggled for several years now. Sale is a first-year offensive line coach. Giants have turned to him after a year of turmoil with Mark Colombo and Dave DeGuglielmo in that role, uh, a year where that that young group really didn't play well. Uh, A lot of analysts don't expect a whole lot from this offensive line, But it's a critical unit. The Giants need at least adequate play from this group in 2021 to have an opportunity for Daniel Jones to succeed, to be able to use the the various weapons that Dave Gettleman and company have collected uh, for Jones. So here quickly is a bit of an interview that we were able to get uh, the other day with rob sale just to give you a little flavor of what sale is all about when
2: uh, when your old friend joe judge calls
3: you and talks to you about coming to work for him like what, what's going through your head what, what's that conversation like i mean i know
2: you guys have known each other for a long time so what what was the whole process like for you um you know it was, it was obviously a great opportunity i cherish the opportunity i don't take anything for granted um, New York Giants is a great great organization. Yes, me and Joe have uh, a history and a track record together back going to Alabama days. we always stayed in contact and um, went up to New England when I was at Arizona State with Billy Napier and uh, got in there and watched watched them practice and um, but it's a great opportunity. I don't take it for granted I work hard for him. I work hard for the Giants I work hard for the staff and um, appreciative of it how, how would you describe? What kind of coach you are, and, and what uh, what are you looking for in, in your offense lineman? Like, what what is the kind of player you, you like to coach? Want a guy that's smart, tough, plays physical. You know, that's what you that's what you you ask for. That's who I, who I like to think I was as a player and as a unit. You know, we say five equals one, um, a group that's going to be gritty, and plays hard, plays tough. Um, obviously, you know, finish to the echo, of the whistle, and. Um, and do what everything's demanded of asking them to do, but we're going to be a group that plays freaking hard.
1: After the offensive line, one of the major things that Giants fans are concerned about this, uh, this training camp is the progress of first round pick Kadarius Tony. Obviously Tony has had a bit of a slow start to his NFL career. Uh, Some issues in, in rookie mini camp, uh, sitting out the voluntary um, OTA portion of the of the Giants offseason. Um, COVID-19 at the beginning of training camp that, that cost him a few practices and has caused the Giants to, to ramp him up very, very slowly. Um, Tony is now at a point where the last couple of practices he's beginning to handle a full workload or close to a full workload, would expect this week that the Giants continue to ramp him up, continue to try to get him as many reps as possible, perhaps start working him in with the first group more and more often. Uh, So to had a chance to, uh, to speak with wide receiver coach Tyke Tolbert during the week. Tolbert had some interesting things to say. You know, other Giants coaches, specifically, you know, special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee has talked about Tony needing to gain the trust of his teammates. And when we talked to Tolbert, he addressed not only his his anticipation, his excitement about finally getting to work with Tony, about finally getting him on the field, and his belief in the young man's talent. But he also talked a little bit about the learning curve for a guy like Tony as he learns how to be an NFL player. So let's get to that that interview right now.
4: You've coached several, I should have the list, but first round picks that come in. From Jump Street, it's your job as a position coach to kind of learn the kid, know the kid, coach the kid with Kadarius, how has that process gone so far and what are the important things that you stress to him you know, in the last couple of months well, I think the biggest thing for him is being a
5: pro you know, there are guys who um, come into the league and and just don't know how to be a pro you know, they used to having a lot of structure um, people tell them what to do all the time here in the NFL, you don't have that type you know, you here for a little bit then you're off, you know 6 30, 7 o'clock, wherever it is, and you're on your own a lot. So doing the right things when you're away from here, you know, eating right, getting your proper rest, all that stuff, getting treatment. And for him, he was you know, he was behind the eight ball a little bit because of COVID, so that was unfortunate. But uh we just listening to the trainings right now and Ronnie Barnes and his staff and I'm getting them back a little by little. You know, I can't wait to get them all. You know, so once I get him all out there. But he's been doing last couple days. He's been doing really, really well as far as individual drills. He's really attentive in the meetings. Answers a lot of questions. I mean, if I if I ask five questions in the meetings, three of them are geared toward him. and He's on it. You know, sometimes somebody I ask somebody else a question, he'll answer it for him. So he's I'm excited to get him out there. It's just a matter of you know, getting cleared by the trainers and the medical staff
4: fully. How yeah. well, raw we see the physical ability, obviously. How was he as a, as a receiver from route running? Uh,
5: well, guys like him, you know, play high school quarterback and, and started at Florida as a quarterback and moved receiver. So he's behind the eight ball from a lot of guys, you know, who's playing receiver all their life. But uh, he has definitely the physical tools to work with, and I've had guys like that before as well, who were high school quarterbacks and, and went to college as a quarterback and changed, and turned out pretty well for them. So I'm anticipating the same turnout for him. That's a lot of guys who played the position. Uh, Roscoe was one, uh, and when well, I had him in Buffalo. Uh, and Quan Bolden was a high school quarterback. People don't remember that. He was Mr. Florida in football, and uh, I had him in Arizona. He was rookie of the year. I'm not saying Kader's to be rookie of the year, but but, uh, but guys like that who are athletes who can do a lot of things. Um, uh, so I've had those kind of guys, and, and everybody learns different, so we're going to bring them along as much as the trainers, let, him, let us bring them along right now. And once I get him fully, you know, I really poured into him because he's taught me a bit to get out there for sure.
1: Next up, Giants fans, I'm going to play a couple of clips from an interview that we got to do the other day with special teams coordinator Thomas He, You know, McGahey is terrific when we get a chance to talk to him on occasion. He's very thoughtful. He's very well-spoken. He's as honest as he can be. He's a guy who... Um, You know, like Joe Judge, uh, got a head coaching job after being a special teams coordinator. To me, after watching McGahee work for a couple of years, after listening to to him speak in in press conferences, both via Zoom and in person, uh, listening to to the knowledge that he has, um, I would love to see Thomas McGahee someday get an opportunity To be an NFL head coach, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I would love to see that opportunity come someday for McGahee. In the meantime, he's doing an excellent job with the Giants' special teams, and a few of the things that uh, that he addressed the other day were the the season-ending injury to Levine Tuilolo, who may have been the fourth tight end, but was a guy who was a key special teams contributor, both in terms of uh, of snaps played, the number of groups that he played on, and the veteran leadership that he provided. Uh, so he addressed the loss of Tuai Lolo. We also talked to, uh, to T-Mac about John Ross and, and the possibility of John Ross you know, becoming the, the Giants kickoff returner. And we also got a chance to to listen to T Mac discuss what it takes to be a quality gunner in the NFL. That's a position that uh, that really a lot of people see uh, out on the field when 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 the Giants punt, but uh, they really don't understand what it takes to uh, to be good at that job. There's a whole lot more to it than simply running down the field. So let's listen to uh, to coach mcgahee as he uh, as he speaks about those topics losing we going to a lolo how much of an impact is that leadership
3: you know um levine is, is a great great man uh he shows up every day ready to work um you know his leadership he provides you know being that quiet leader uh, guys following him by example him working his tail off every day and just his presence in the room you know, when you lose a guy like that, you know, it's, it's hard to replace. You know, the leadership part of it. Um, but he's a great
4: man. He works his tail off. From, from outside looking in, when you look at the gunner position, you think, or we think, or some of us think, this guy's got speed, just put him at gunner and make it work. Tell me why there's more to that position than just the guy's fast. Let's go, just go make him a
3: gunner. It's a great question. You know, at that position, you have to have, obviously, the first thing is speed. Uh, you have to have some savvy at the line of scrimmage, you know, because a lot of times you're getting double vice, And uh, when you get an opportunity to put that speed on display, you got to use it. And obviously you got to be, be able to tackle in space. And, uh, you know, all these guys are working at it. They're all getting reps. You know, our guys, Quinny and, and Blev and, and Jerome, Mike Trial, all these guys are working with these gunners, and they're doing a heck of a job of uh, just bringing them along. You know, the maturation process of a gunner, it's not easy. It's not just speed. Speed helps. But, you know, what happens when they get a good jump on you? What happens when, if they trap you in the vice? What happens if a guy gets his hands on you? What are you going to do? So, we're working on all those things and getting better at it and trying to make sure that C.J. and all the rest of the guys are moving down the road. was talking about um, fielding some punts and John Ross was back there mm-hmm. and he said uh, about Ross, he said he was there and then he wasn't. Right. Um, that's him, right? I mean, if he can be there and then not there, that's that's going to help make the team. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a good trait to have. Uh, speed is always good, you know. John Ross is is a, is a very fast human being. Uh, I don't think I've ever been around a guy that fast. So, uh, but no, he's it's good to have all those guys. Just the
5: man, the depth.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDIC. At,
3: at that spot, you know, at the returner position, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing to coach. Can he be an explosive returner? I mean, he has. You know. We're going fi- to find out here in a minute. You know, we're going to find out here in a minute. It's uh, I'm excited for him and the opportunity that he has, and we got a bunch of guys back there that can do it, so it'll be fun.
1: Let's take a break at this point for a word from our sponsors at SB Nation. When we come back, I'll play for you some snippets of various player interviews that, uh, that I hope you'll, you'll find uh, entertaining. All right, so we'll be back uh, right after a, a quick word. All right, Giants fans, we're back here on the Valentine's Views Podcast. Ed Valentine with you. And we've been going through some of the uh, the audio clips of, of coaches um, for the Giants during training camp thus far. Um, talking about, you know, Kadarius Tony, talking about special teams, talking about the offensive line. Talking about a lot of the the issues that we've seen with the Giants, a lot of the things that have come up so far in training camp. Thought we would uh, we would close out the show with a handful of clips, uh, you know, from from some of the guys that that have been interesting thus far during training camp, and and I'm gonna start with an interview that uh, that I was able to get with. Veteran running back Alfred Morris I had never spoken with Morris until uh, last week when he returned to the Giants. You know, Morris is a guy that, after a really good career, uh, his career looked like it was over, but he landed a job on the Giants practice squad last year, turned that into a pretty good season where he played in nine games, averaged more than four yards per carry and the giants you know looking for more depth in the backfield brought him back again this training camp for another look see i don't know if morris is going to make this roster but i had a really enjoyable conversation with morris i really appreciate him a whole lot more after getting an opportunity to speak with him so here are a couple of clips from from my chat with uh, with alfred morris
6: how is it in the
4: sense of when you're waiting? I mean, do
6: you ever know or do you? No, no you never know. Like, last year it was week three, you know, I to be the Giants. And this year it's, you know, early in camp, which is, you know, which I've been in camp since, what, 19? So uh, I've missed a couple of years in camp, and that's, that's totally fine. So you just never know. But you just got to stay ready. That's why I tell a lot of young guys, whether it's pro or just college, high school, if I come into content them like, you got to be ready before the opportunity comes. You can't get ready once it does come. Uh, and that's something that I, I practice. I appreciate, but I also practice it. Um, Thank you for giving me a call and I was able
1: to come in. Alfred, I apologize if Tommy asked you this already, but how much does it mean to you that this opportunity comes here for a second time? That it means a lot because,
6: like, you know, I spent last year here and I uh, got to know a bunch of the guys, got to know the system, the coaches, things like that and how they flow here. And uh, it's always good when you get to a call back. You know, I think that speaks value about the person you know from a character standpoint from a talent standpoint um multi-aspects uh but just to get a call back it means a lot you know like I do I feel like this is a family you know and, uh, I've been all over the MCs. you know at this point uh, one more stop and I can complete complete tour <laughs> you know so uh but it just needs a call back from me it means a lot to me honestly
1: Coach talked a lot this morning. He talked a lot about just what you bring to the locker room and the attitude that you bring and the way you approach the job. Is that something you've learned over the years, or is that the way you've always tried to be?
6: Um, I always try to be that way, but I definitely learned it. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into when I entered the NFL. You know, I had this idea about what it was going to be, and it was totally – I was way off You know, mm-hmm. cue. But that's okay, and I had guys who kind of modeled that. The uh, real young, fullback, and most of them in Washington because in my early years I was impressed with the real young. Uh, Santana Miles, man, he taught me a lot. More so Derel, but Santana by taking care of the body, like he spent so much time and, and, and resources into the like make sure his body was in, in tip top shape and that's something I, I try to model. So it's just the way I approach it. I'm an easy going, I'm, I'm a fast learner, I, I just love to be around people and just imparting to guys, whatever I can, you know, I like I was just free, you know, and I've been giving it so I want to give it back.
1: Thing for me, you know, you're at a different place in your career yeah. now than you were your first couple of years. Um, do you just appreciate it more at this point, the opportunity to keep no, coming out no, here? No, no, I've always
6: appreciated it. that's something since day one. I mean, I came from a smaller D1 school, I mean, it's much we much, a lot more uh, recognition now than when I was there, even more so the guys before when they started the program in 01, you know, the first year they were playing, they started in 2000, not for season at 01. So, I, I've all, I know I've come from. A road that most haven't come from. A you lot know, all these guys come from big, you know, SECs and big. This big D one, that big D one, and I was D one. That's fine. But I've always appreciated um, just the opportunity. You know, just having a foot in the door, and uh, every chance I get, every carry I get, every snap I get, every you know chance I get to come to a camp. You know, like I'm, I'm appreciative, and that's that's always been my you know my approach to all of this because it's not promised. You know, like I could have never did a day in the NFL.
2: You know, I've been fortunate enough just going into my tenth year, you know, like everything play out, and that's
1: that's a blessing. I don't uh-huh. take that for granted. One young player I know that Giants fans are rooting for this training camp is wide receiver David Sills. Sills is a guy who uh, started his NFL career as an undrafted free agent. You know Sills' story if you're an NFL fan college football fan. Guy was offered a college scholarship to USC as a quarterback by Lane Kiffin. You know, when he was a seventh grader, obviously his quarterback career due to a hand injury did not work out. Turned himself into a really good wide receiver at West Virginia. Got a chance with the Buffalo Bills as an undrafted free agent. Landed on the Giants practice squad two years ago after he was cut by the Bills. Last season, he was making a really, really strong bid for a roster spot until he fractured his foot near the end of the season, or near the end of the preseason, excuse me. Needed surgery on that injury. Landed on injured reserve. There's a lot of curiosity this year about whether Sills could pick up where he left off last season, and he has actually done just that. He's had a very impressive training camp to date, caught a lot of balls, looked sharp, looked like he has the trust of quarterback Daniel Jones. So, had an opportunity the first couple of days of camp, or after the first couple of days of camp, to to speak with Sills, and I'm going to play you a couple of, of brief clips from that interview, I would play more. Unfortunately, but as you as you'll hear when uh, when I when you get to the clip here in just a second, um, we're outside at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center, socially distanced, while we uh, while we talk to players, while we talk to assistant coaches, and there were planes flying overhead. So. Much of the interview that I did with Sills is very, very difficult to hear. Even some of what I'll play for you now might not be might not be fully understandable. But I hope that uh, that you're able to glean uh, a little bit of uh, of what Sills is about from the clips that I'm about to play you. I remember last year talking to Tyke about you a little bit, and and one of the phrases he used when he talked about you is he said, said, he's a rep stealer, Said he's always out there. And and I'm looking out there today, and you're first in every drill. You're jumping out there first, I mean is that, is that, I mean do you try to jump to the front of the line? What's that all about?
2: The coach says, you know, know all the positions. You know, I'm a former quarterback, so I try to to look at the offense that way, study the positions that way. Um, You know, so whenever uh, there is an open spot or open availability and coach type needs somebody, I can just jump in there. Um, Mm You know, I don't think it's... Uh, anything. I'm trying to take reps from somebody else. I'm just trying to. Whenever he needs somebody, I'm just going to go in there mm-hmm. and do my best to forward Because you know, camp is all about opportunities and getting opportunities. So right? the more mm-hmm. times you're in there, the more opportunities you
1: get. Do, do you want to be first in that line,
2: though? I mean, I, I like to be. I like to be. <laughs> I mm-hmm. uh, always uh, like to be up front, like to be first. Uh, now, like like I said, kind I, I play quarterback, so that's
1: kind of how quarterbacks are. Mm-hmm. You know, try to kind of keep that same. I, I saw you at the end of practice out here running some routes for Daniel, too. Is that is the first time I had seen it? Is that something you're trying to do as well, or just, you know, if he needs um, something, you know, I'll yeah, be the I mean, guy? Yeah, we've we've
2: uh, we spent a, a lot of the off-season together, um, you know, so we, we built up a very good relationship. Um, you know, and I like catching balls after practice anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he wants to work on something, work on something like that, he knows that are um, routes for him.
1: All right, our final clip is going to come from a player who has been one of the most impressive players during training camp to date for the Giants, and that's sixth-round pick Kadarius Williams, a cornerback out of Oklahoma State. A little bit older prospect. I believe he's already 25 years old. Older brother of Cleveland Browns cornerback Greedy Williams. Uh, Rodarius spoke to the media uh, late last week, after a, a couple of days of uh, of impressive work during practice, uh, spoke about what he's learned so far. Spoke about his brother, Greedy, and the Giants' upcoming trip to uh, to Cleveland. So, uh, so let's hear a little bit right now from Rodarius Williams.
2: Mentioned yesterday that you're always telling them that you want to go against the first team. You said you got to
3: calm down, you're still rookie or whatever. But today you got a chance to, to go against those guys. Like, how much is that a part of your personality, wanting to like go against the best? And how'd you feel like you did? Um,
0: it, it's just the um fire and the competitive um inside of me. And I think every DB got the same, you know, fire underneath their butt. You know, in the room, everybody know, you know, we a deep group, so everybody looking for their one opportunity. You know, and um every day I just show up and take advantage of whatever opportunity I get. You know, I'm definitely a coach here, like. Coach, I'm ready. You know, whenever
4: my moment comes, I'm definitely going to take advantage of it. For Darius, given the personalities in the secondary in the DB room, do you think you need to be uh, as, you know, vocal and confident as you are, or that if you, if you go out there and you're quiet, you kind of get swallowed up with all those big guys?
0: Oh, you definitely. I feel like, you know, in this game, in this high, um, high league that we play in, you know, you definitely got to go out there and show guys that you're not scared. You know, you go out there quiet like a mouse, they're going to feel like they got the upper hand on you. So I'm definitely going out there even though I'm a rookie, you know, I'm showing them, like, man, you got to beat me at the end of the day.
5: What did you think when you found out that you guys were going to be spending a few days going against Cleveland?
0: Oh, um, was awesome, man. This is going to be our first time actually getting to see my brother, you know, and um, I'm really excited to get up there with him, you know, and just watch the work that he put in, you know, and definitely going to be learning from him some more, you know, and just trying to take my game as far as I can. When was the last time you guys were on the same field? Were you guys high school teammates? Oh, um, yeah, since high school, definitely like all season training like that, but definitely going to be a thrill to see him, you know, in the yeah. field. What was off season training like did you guys get together? Like, since you got drafted, we guys, yeah, trained yeah, with? yeah. We train together, they were off season, you know, just working with each other, you know, and staying out the way. you gonna
2: give uh, your receivers some
0: tips on how to be be greedy. Um, <laughs> now you know, it's forever with the Giants,
2: you know, but <laughs> but we'll deal with that later.
1: All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. Hope you've enjoyed the, uh, these various audio clips. This is something that I hope to do for you more often throughout the season, give you a, a little bit of a flavor of, uh, of what guys are talking about, what they sound like, to, uh, to try to bring you a little bit closer to, uh, to the action and a little bit closer to your New York Giants. Uh, as I said earlier in the show, I'll be at practice on Monday. I'll be at the Fan Fest on Wednesday evening. I'm intending to be at practice on Thursday as well. And I'll be uh, in my press box seat on Saturday for the Giants-Jets preseason opener. So please look forward to uh, all of that coverage on Big Blue View be sure that you follow us for all of your needs throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, throughout the regular season. Follow at BigBlueView on Twitter. Um, please, you know, remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio, to my show, to the show done by Nick Filato, to the work done by Chris Flumman and Joe DeLeon on all of your favorite podcast applications. You can find us wherever you uh, choose to listen to podcasts. So, so please uh you please give us uh you know please please subscribe. Also you can check us out on Instagram or on YouTube Big Blue View is everywhere whatever whatever way you choose to uh, consume information we try to give you a big blue view platform to do just that so uh, hopefully you uh, you check out all of of those various places Giants fans thank you as always for your support thank you for listening please remember to stay safe out there take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye